0: Hello and welcome back to 365 Days with MXM Tune. I'm Maya, a singer, songwriter, video maker, Oakland native, and James Dean lover. I'm also a big fan of history. I love untold stories, gross facts, hidden secrets, anything weird, dark, and funky from the past. So each day, I'm going to share a few of my favorite deep cuts with you. So let's take a look at today's stories with the trigger warning for a fatal car accident. It's 365 with MXM Tune every day so don't leave too soon i'm gonna teach you stuff no it won't be tough gonna go a year till you've had enough it's 365 today in 1950 james dean got his start in acting what was the medium a pepsi commercial the commercial was dean's first paid acting gig 30 whole dollars he was 19 years old in the commercial dean was shown laughing playing the piano and drinking pepsi james dean fun fact middle name byron was born in indiana on february 8th 1931 he was an only child the family eventually moved to california minus his father who had left the family in indiana this made james super close with his mother which made it all the more traumatizing when she died when he was nine years old a fast-acting uterine cancer James was moved back to Indiana to live with his aunt and uncle. As a teenager, James got into bullfighting, car racing, and theater. He was popular in school, played on sports teams, got good grades, acted in school plays, and competed in public speaking competitions. After high school, he moved to California. He spent time at both Santa Monica College and UCLA, where he played Malcolm in Macbeth and took acting workshops, which eventually led to him dropping out to pursue acting full-time. After Dean's spectacular performance in Macbeth, one of his fraternity brothers decided to help him get more acting work and brought him along to be an extra in a Pepsi commercial. The directors were so taken with Dean that they gave him a commercial with a leading role. Things moved quickly from there. He got a speaking role in a television special as John, the beloved disciple in Hill Number 1, which filmed for an Easter release and dramatized the resurrection of Jesus. This role led to three walk-on movie spots in fixed bayonets, Sailor beware, and has anyone seen my gal? While looking for more movie roles, he earned money as a parking attendant at CBS, which helped him network in the industry. Through these connections, he decided to move to New York City, where he worked as a stunt tester for a game show, and was fired for performing the tasks too quickly. There's a new way to get fired every single day. He acted on several CBS TV shows, which helped him gain an entrance to the Actors Studio, where he studied method acting under Lee Strasberg who was one of the founders of America's first acting collective and a pioneer in method acting. Method acting is a psychological acting training where actors are taught to use their body, mind, and emotions in pursuit of creating their character. This mentorship was a pivotal moment in his acting career. In 1953, he was tapped to perform the role of Cal Trask in East of Eden, the film adaptation of John Steinbeck's epic novel. East of Eden is a story of two families over three generations in California. The film script zeroed in on the last generation of the story, and Cal Trask was the main character. Dean ended up meeting John Steinbeck to prepare for the film. Steinbeck disliked him as a person, but did think he was perfect for the role. In 1954, he moved back to California to begin filming. Dean gave a timeless performance that exhibited his incredible acting skills. A lot of the movie was unscripted, and Dean worked with the director to create each scene. The most famous scene that Dean improvised is Cal's father rejecting his gift of $5,000. Instead of running away from the character of the father, Dean improvised lurching to his father, embracing him, and sobbing. The improvisation shocked the actor, playing Cal's father, and the emotion was so genuine that the director kept the scene in the film. East of Eden would become the only feature film that Dean would watch his own performance in. James Dean kept up his interest in car racing into his adulthood, which eventually proved to be the cause of his demise. Dean wanted to make the hobby into a side career in 1954 and bought several cars after he filmed East of Eden, including a Triumph Tiger T110 and a Porsche 356. I don't know how to read car names. He drove his first race at the Palm Springs Road Race and came in first place. And on a second race in Bakersfield, he came in first place as well. His shooting schedule made him too busy to race during filming of the film's Rebel Without a Cause and Giant. But he got back to the racetrack after filming. He got a new race car and embarked to drive it from Los Angeles to Salinas for an upcoming race. After receiving a speeding ticket, Dean smashed the car into a Ford Tudor in the middle of an intersection. Dean, his passenger, and his car flew across the pavement and onto the side of the highway. His passenger was thrown from the car, and Dean got trapped in the driver's seat, suffering a broken neck. He was pronounced dead on arrival at the nearest hospital. He was just 24 years old. Rebel Without a Cause was released just weeks after Dean's death, and the timing of the tragedy coming right before a release where Dean played a misunderstood young man catapulted the already famous Dean to a legendary figure with public mourning. Teenagers found solace in the role of a troubled man seeking his father's approval, and that identification was multiplied when Dean died, because his role became synonymous with his persona, since he was no longer there to answer for who he was outside of his roles. After his death, Dean was nominated for a posthumous Oscar for his role in East Eden as well as his role in Giant. There's a museum in Indiana dedicated to his memory, and the film, September 30, 1955, shows how characters in a small town react to the star's death. His estate still earns $5 million every single year. The intersection where he died was renamed the James Dean Memorial Junction, and fans place flowers there to this day. Today, in 2012, Justin Bieber was the target of a strange murder plot. Three hitmen in Albuquerque, New Mexico, had hatched a plan to kill the singer. Luckily, the police busted the stalkers before they could even make good on their threat. One of the men was reportedly so obsessed with Bieber that he had the singer's face tattooed on his leg. They were arrested and the weapons were confiscated. With one strange addition to the weapon set, a set of pruning shears. And now for our final segment of the day, I will be going into my own photo archives to see what I was up to on a December 13th in my life. December 13th, 2018. 19, I was in London. Um, I I tweeted on December 13th, 2018. I tweeted this. This is apparently a tweet that I wrote. Kind of just saying I am the whole package. Both a meme lord and a ukulele queen. What else do you honestly need in your life? And you know what? I do feel like I am... I am, I've am. i got a lot going for myself. I don't know if those are the two things I would now describe myself as two years later. However, I do agree that I'm a meme lord and a ukulele queen. I'm much more than just those two things. <laughs> but it's pretty funny. I, um, I thought I was hilarious in 2018. I still think I'm hilarious now. <laughs> Goodbye for now, but come and say hello again tomorrow while listening on your favorite devices. And remember to subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts for more facts from yesterday thanks for listening it's 365 with mxm tune new facts every day so don't leave too soon i'm gonna teach you stuff no it won't be tough gonna go a year till you've had enough it's 365